0: Welcome to Relate and Meditate, the fast food of meditation with Daisy Clementine. This week I spoke to Dublin born, Melbourne based illustrator Mark. Conlin. i have been such a huge fan of mark's work since finding him on instagram and i was very lucky enough to work with him on a campaign for microsoft last year i really encourage you to go and check out his beautiful blue illustrations that he so generously shares online we spoke about keeping up with the need for constant creativity and the pressure to stay relevant on social media With ever-changing algorithms and a super-saturated creative online space, we chatted about how your social media presence is pretty much your online resume and how to keep creating for yourself even when you feel the pressure of follower drops and the ups and downs of engagement. This one is for anyone wrapped up in the pressures of social media who needs an extra reminder of why staying true to your creative compass will mean you will never, ever lose genuine fans of your work. Enjoy! Well, thank you firstly so much for agreeing to have a very quick chat um, with me. This is a project I've been working on for a while now. Yeah, I mean, for me, I really struggle with meditation and I have never really resonated with any of the apps that um, are out there at the moment. So like Calm or Headspace, like I think they're great, but I think what I need is like, almost like a gateway drug to meditation. Like I need something that's quite lighthearted and a bit more um, niche to get me into it. So I was like, well, it doesn't exist. So I'm just going to create it and maybe other people will um, resonate and get involved with it as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
0: do you meditate?
1: I, I think I'm kind of like in the, in the same boat as you in that sense that I, I really need to, but the kind of like stress levels and the amount of work I kind of do and especially by myself, to get out of that headspace, I need to have it. But I find mm. it really hard to kind of resonate with any of those apps as well. Or, or or any kind of guided meditation. I find either I fall asleep and I kind of just waste the whole kind of session, or I just can't get into a routine through, through those things. So, like, I've always mm. supposed to be looking for something new in that aspect, too. Like, something that can give me, I suppose, a bit bit more guidance that will work for me.
0: Yeah, me too. I think um, I the only time really I do meditate and I, I wouldn't even call it meditation because like you said, like I just fall asleep is when I go to bed. Like I yep. always will listen to some kind of guided meditation um, or I found this podcast that it's just like really boring bedtime stories <laughs> and sometimes I listen to that. So I don't really <laughs> think it's like the same um, benefit. And normally when I seek out meditations it's when I have like a really niche issue like Mm. um I don't know like things I've typed into I use insight timer and if it would be really exposing actually to show people my insight timer search um search history but it'll be things like uh nerves before a work presentation or client angry or is mine are all very work related um or I don't know if you've had an argument with a friend or something, and there's never been anything there's things that are similar, but even the wording around it is very much like you know grounding meditation or you know uh chakra heart opening and i just I think there's a space for it, but for me like I don't really get it, and I kind of look for more of a quick <laughs> a quick fix to the problem that I have so hence relate and meditate um I think
1: that's probably the problem, isn't it, with a lot of people who are really busy all the time, that it's very hard to kind of go um kind of lie on the floor for an hour and really find my aura and kind of ground myself. It's 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 not the real world. So I think like applying that that kind of form of meditation to the real world is something that we probably really lack.
0: Yeah. And I th- I think I mean, I would love to be able to meditate and really, you know, I have friends that put aside the first hour, half an hour of their day and that's the first thing they do. And they really, um, you know, set the intention for their day. And I, I, one of my friends that I was living with, actually, she would do it every day. And she'd be like, oh, I had this great meditation, um, where I like visualize like this happening and this happening, and I feel like really happy and like really motivated for my day. And I'd be like rolling out of bed, like (laughs) coffee. And, you know, I was like, I really wish I could do it. And I think, I think it's just um, baby steps of getting into it, right. So for me, creating this is kind of step one. And You know, if that kind of opens up a bit more time and um, interest for me and maybe other people in meditation, that's kind of where your practice can commence. But this isn't really meant to be a practice. It's meant to be a quick fix band-aid, which is I think we described it as the fast food of meditation. So (laughs) um, that's kind of how I'm looking at it at the moment. Um, So I guess my second main question is, what do you wish there was a meditation for?
1: Yeah, apart from a lot of things, I think that the the one that really I, sorry, the thing that I wish there was a form of meditation for would be for the pressure of social media. And like, mm. I suppose that's kind of a tough one because especially being a creative, I think there's a lot of kind of pressures on us to kind of keep kind of a presence online and kind of keeping yourself kind of relevant. So like, obviously there's a lot of stress and kind of, a lot of situations where I'd be like, oh "God, I got to post something today." Like alongside my my general kind of client work, you'd be kind of like, "You can't post a lot of that a lot of the time." So you kind of want to kind of post something niche for your audience or a bit of personal work. Then you're kind of, "Oh my God, there's a lot more pressure in my day now. I have to have this mm. extra piece of work that has to be created by a certain time." Do you know what I mean? So there's also that kind of t- mm. timing timing now of the pressure of the not only of actually posting, but what time to get a post ready for. I know this might sound a little bit crazy to some people but like I don't know' it's, it's i suppose since I've become an illustrator, social media has always been a massive part of i suppose my routine and my regiment of actually getting work out there it's a massive form of marketing and it's you know it's a network it's it's everything what it's meant to be but then there's the extra things now that like the algorithm kind of works against you and causes in my in my opinion anyway a lot of pressure to be able to Keep, keep putting work out. You know what I mean. And that's probably the hardest thing. Mm. Like, like I haven't posted since well before Christmas, and I'm like this week. I'm kind of like freaking out a bit. I'm like, oh my god, I don't even have anything ready. Like, I need, I need to get something ready. I need to give something to my mm. audience because. And then you kind of sit step back sometimes, and you're like, why am I freaking out about this? Like, I need to like get out of this headspace. But mm,
0: and then I guess it kind of stunts your creativity a little bit if you're thinking, oh, I need to create something for the purpose of getting it out. It's like it's not nice for it to feel so forced and rushed um and just to give some context when did you start your following how did it all begin and how quickly did you grow as well
1: oh it's been over like a good good few years like I probably had Instagram for a good few years when I lived in London probably like six years ago now but like Instagram is still probably only something kind of smallish. I kind of used it, you know, kind of like as a social outlet that was kind of like another platform to Facebook at the time. And, you know, he just posted photos and friends just seen them. That was it. But then I suppose I wanted to kind of because I used to I used to um, be a graphic designer um, when I was in London um, In that previous life. I kind of wanted to get into illustration, but I didn't really know it was kind of a viable career. So Mm -hmm. I kind of was encouraged by some friends to kind of like you know just start doing the stuff that you're doing and maybe get it out there. So that was it was the perfect kind of platform and kind of showcase to to get your work out there on a on a on a platform that you didn't really have to invest heavily into in terms of like capital or you know what I mean. I mean too much time, right? Exactly, which was which was amazing. So this could be your marketing tool without having to put a a ton of cash into like, you know, Google Ads or anything or any kind of direct marketing or anything like that really. So it was a nice mm-hmm. way to kind of work and like kind of like what you said, it's it's so regimented when you have to create something for a platform. And that's what it allowed me to do at the start was just create work and then share it. So it was the opposite effect almost, you know, I had a piece mm-hmm. of work from that day to share it and put it out there. But I think gradually over time it's just become more of a stress to kind of, I suppose as you take on more workload and you know, your work probably, probably spend a little bit longer on your work and you're probably crafting a little bit more as you kind of get into it on a day by day basis. But just having that time dedicated solely to social media posting is, is, is it's did, essentially
0: it's marketing. Long. It's essentially if you're a business, and I mean, like you are a business, um, you obviously just work for yourself. But yeah. with any business, there would be time or even a department put aside for marketing the business and marketing the service so yeah absolutely. I guess for you um, Instagram isn't isn't just like I sometimes look at Instagram as kind of the LinkedIn for creatives um, and I know a lot of creatives you know very good at doing both but um it it really is your m- best marketing tool and I know um, from working with Microsoft with their creative program that's where I go to to find all of the artists that we um, work with. So it's definitely um, very important. And I think what's really tricky is that because Instagram is so integrated into our lives, it's almost like there's no there's no cutoff between work and personal life. So Yeah, you're so how much of how much of your Instagram and how do you kind of view it at the moment? Like how much of Instagram feels like work and how much does it feel like still your fun like personal platform or do you have two accounts like how do you kind of use it
1: yeah I've never actually had two accounts I was something someone just suggested to me recently like would it be a way and I was like and it's just another platform to manage and I'll probably never post on my personal one so like I still have some aspects of my personal life like you know family and friends and there's but it's it is 95 96 percent work which I don't know I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing I think there's this pros and cons there because like I love what I do but then like you said mm. it's so hard to switch off when you're constantly consuming this all the time
0: Yeah, you know, and, totally.
1: Um by me kind of saying that like the pressures and like trying to find that meditative form to kind of ease the pressure from this would, would just be amazing because a lot of the time I'll go to work which I like I have a studio to go to work in and in particular in this year in COVID, when you couldn't go to the studio, so you're just literally working at home. And then at nighttime, I'm like, okay, now I need to get something ready for my personal work. Mm. So you're constantly then you're going to sit in the couch, like to sit in front of the TV to work on an iPad or like, you know, on, on a, on a device of some sort, even on your phone. And you, you basically, you're, you're basically putting in extra hours just to do, to work for a social media post. So you're like, you're burning the candle on both ends completely.
0: Yeah, and I guess that I guess it kind of changes once you, I guess as you were starting out, you were sharing your work as almost like a personal project to kind of get it out there and show people what you were doing. And now that it's picked up and your career is as an illustrator and you're getting paid to work on client projects, naturally, personal projects will kind of not fall away completely but be deprioritized over paying projects. So, yeah,
1: definitely.
0: It's interesting that it's the pressure of kind of putting time aside to create things for yourself and for your audience as well Um, is where you're kind of struggling with things, which I think, you know, a lot of people would relate to as well. And we have quite a lot of artists that um, will be chatting on here and I'm sure they would feel very much the same way. Um, And so when you started out obviously there wasn't this pressure to, it's like, you know, oh, I haven't posted um, on every Wednesday or whatever, um, whatever timeline you kind of set for yourself now, or whatever your expectation is um, of your posting schedule now. And was it, did it correlate with having more of a following and did it blow up or was it like a slow burn? Cause you have thousands of followers, right? Like, was it did you wake up one morning and it was suddenly like it really jumped up and you felt the pressure increase or was it more over time that it just gradually started creeping up
1: yeah I definitely think it was a it was a gradual it was kind of a gradual growth in terms of like I don't know I suppose I I can probably it's my own fault too I post it all the time nearly every day initially to kind of say this is a personal project you know what I mean I've got the time now to do this work it's almost like putting a portfolio out online so kind of, mm. I think the, the audience kind of grew at me in that aspect when you're posting kind of regularly and then people are like, Hey, that's great to see another piece of work today. I like, you know what I mean? See the development and see the growth of you as an artist kind of every mm. day. But then like, I I don't know, I suppose the followers just kind of got, I suppose you, the more followers you get, the it's easier to get some more followers in some sense because you're actually mm. got more people viewing it and sharing it. So it's easier to kind of get that wider reach. But um. I think I think it's only kind of gradually gone up over time. Mind you, now, this is probably why I'm feeling a lot of pressure too, is it's slowed down massively with, with the new kind of mm. Instagram algorithms. And I know a lot of artists are very much on the same boat where the reach has dropped off completely, you know, in terms of how even your own audience that you built up over time isn't getting to see your posts. So then I suppose... So what's... Sorry. Sorry, okay. go. I, I suppose that's why you feel a little bit of pressure too in that aspect that's, you kind of want everybody to see what you're doing and kind of you know kind of see what you're putting out there but then all of a sudden you're going okay I'm going to post this day this week and then half the people i not even seen it anymore so then you're kind of like oh, oh is that the work I'm creating now or you know what I mean you start to question then your, your own kind yeah, of creativity is it they, and
0: yeah if it, that they don't like the work or is it that no one's actually seen it
1: yeah um, and, I, and that kind of and, comes back to what you were saying earlier on sorry that like when you said that you're almost creating work it's stifling your creativity just to create a piece of work to put up online and you almost feel that effect then you're kind of like oh my god did I just create this and then nobody likes it you know what I mean you start you start to really question yourself
0: yeah just get really in your own head about it which is it's crazy if you think about it because it's like you know it's a device that you can hold in your hand and it really has so much power over (laughs) not just like your habits that you do every day like i mean i'm incredibly addicted to my phone it's terrible like i'm gonna create a meditation for people that are addicted to their phone (laughs) because i seriously need some help i think i I can't even look at my i can't look at my screen time like i genuinely find it like (laughs) disturbing i'm like how 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 is this even possible it's definitely not right but um i think the pressures of social media and from a we're really talking about more of a business perspective. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting, and for people that don't know and aren't really in the world of um, noticing the algorithm, could you could you give a bit of a bit a bit of context around how it changed? And um, obviously, not the technical aspects of it, but from an from a artist community perspective. Um, how you think the algorithm changed, and who they're, I guess, more favoring now? Who like who's finding it easy to get um get the views, and why are they being steered away from artists?
1: Yes, I, I think that's even a tough one, isn't it? I don't think anybody actually knows who's getting who's getting mm. what anymore. Like, but like then there's arguments are going kind to of say, well, why are we even questioning it? It's a free platform, you know what I mean? Like, who who actually has the right to be like given out about it? But it's mm. um. It used to be very um, time-based, right? So, like anything that you posted, like to say I posted now and you logged on, you'd see it at the top of your feed, and then mm-hmm. it would kind of, you know, it, it would kind of go down in in that order, which was really nice because you could kind of scroll through and you could kind of see, you know, what your friends were up to or what another creative was posting, or it depends on what you're using the platform for. But then, as the algorithm changed, I, I think it was when they started introducing kind of more ads and stuff into the platform, monetizing the ads that's, they obviously, this is what I believe anyway, that they try to get more people to obviously pay for reach and kind of push their out. Cause you can kind of like, like what Facebook did, you know, you can, I supposed the same company, put um what they did as a platform, you know, they're kind of pushing, to push your content out, you can pay for some targeted ads over a certain amount of days, which is, which is shocking really, because I don't know, like anyone that I've now talked to about this kind of algorithm change and how it's affecting them, um, They've basically saying that they paid for ads before and then their organic reach has completely gone down. And they are saying that they did this on mm. purpose, so then that people are paying a little bit more money, but I just don't, don't know whether to believe all of that. But then it's so now, annoying.
0: This is why we can't have nice things.
1: I know, isn't it? <laughs> I it feel just like it was so built on
0: it was very genuine at the beginning and um
1: it was, you know, wasn't nice it? And it was so, and share. So pure, and it was just literally like it was all about creativity and there was one square format that you could post in and you know you could put a filter on it and it was just that was it and that's all you needed but then it's become so heavy now lately that's I, I don't particularly understand it even still myself like I try to find the right time to post that and you you post content and like I said sometimes it goes blows up and sometimes it's doesn't even get any reach and you're kind of like oh is that is that the works again like we come back to that conversation of, of second guessing your own creativity and the work you're mm. putting out there but then what a lot of people are saying is that you have to get a certain amount of, certain amount of reach within the first hour before they'll even continue to push it out. And that's what a lot of people say. It's so important to kind of engage the community and kind of create real content and be a real kind of person behind the account rather than it just being kind of computer or bot like, you know, so you actually can try build a community that way. And I suppose that's the one thing that I've always kind of tried myself on is to try talk mm. to people. And some people always say to you like, why are you replying to all these comments? And I'm like, well, they took time to reply to me or to comment on it in the first place. So, you know, it's always nice to engage people because you want people to have a positive experience of seeing something too. Of course. And I think, yeah,
0: I think as well, like, um, uh, the things I've and it sounds like there should be really like a forum. I'm sure it exists of just lots of different conspiracy theories about the algorithm and like yeah. how it's working. Because um, I've never spoken to anyone really that's like, oh, I've really, I've really nailed it. Like everything's really going up. But um, <laughs> I, the one thing that I have heard, and I know a lot of people, and I know yourself as well, have been pretty successful. And um, well, from my perspective, anyway, is getting involved with instagram reels so obviously that was their rival to um tiktok so they've really been pumping out um you know a lot of people are seeing reels i think
1: yeah definitely i was actually going to mention that that's that's the one thing that they're like anybody will emphasize is is reels is so important at the moment because they're obviously trying to take that power away from tiktok and kind of keep the users on their platform
0: yeah um, it's very smart
1: very clever, but but then I find that everything's just turning into TikTok, you know. In that, oh, in that everyone's sense. just
0: reposting their TikToks, hey.
1: Absolutely. So it's like I suppose it's great for people who are doing really well on TikTok because then they're now they're actually building themselves really highly on Instagram too, without having to create any kind of second secondary content. Yeah.
0: Are you on TikTok?
1: Oh well, no, I I actually was on, I I have an account, <laughs> but I went on it when I was like I cannot stand this. I can. You draw stand the line. I just cannot kind of sound people just like dancing in front of the camera for attention. You know what I mean? That's just my, that's my cut up. But you're like, it's whatever you're into. I suppose. It's
0: definitely a different, it's a different world on TikTok. And um, definitely during lockdown, I was like, I got really absorbed in it. And, oh, did uh, you? I was just like, initially when I downloaded it, I kind of downloaded it for a bit of a joke and like, you know, as part of my job, I, kind of have to know what's going on.
1: Yeah, and of so I
0: was like, oh, just download it and you know see how i go and the thing that's quite creepy about TikTok is <laughs> their algorithm of what you engage with it pretty much perfectly curates your for you page to stuff that you would watch and so it's so addictive like oh. it, it's crazy. So I was getting what was I like really into? Oh, there was this guy that mine was all very wholesome. I I actually really, by the end, like, didn't get served anyone dancing because it just wasn't what I was engaging with. Like, I, there was this um, video of this guy who would watch um, videos of a – it was from a paint factory, I think, and <laughs> they, would show, they would show them pouring different colors of paint into the base paint and then mixing it up and it would be, like, a color reveal at the end. And it would be this guy just getting, like, really stressed, like, trying to guess the shade – And it was very wholesome. And that was one that I was really into. And the other one I was really into was just um, this guy who basically just did different reviews on different types of grass, like very niche, very weird content. But I found it really soothing. I was like, who? It, It kind of had that feeling for me of when Instagram first kicked off or even actually kind of more Tumblr vibes of like, really finding some niche weird content that like is not yeah. like non-creepy but like you're like wow there's some really like wacky like creative people out there and um <laughs> it it kind of just it had a bit of like a misfit vibe I think initially and um obviously this year TikTok was massive anyway but I uh, there's been a lot of um like jokes about uh millennials and boomers I guess like moving on to TikTok and kind of taking it over from the Gen Zers who were had created this world this like complete alternate universe of um interacting with each other and like even the dance trends it's it's insane like how they all took off and the I was listening to a podcast yesterday um that was talking about how TikTok now have um they have some kind of agency that they they work with musicians so that they kind of get musicians' songs to go. They hook them up with these uh, like incredibly famous TikTokers. Some of these TikTokers have like h- like hundreds of millions of followers. Yeah, they're like, they're like celebrities now, old. aren't
1: they? Yeah, they're
0: like fifteen years old. Mm. And I mean, I'm re- I'm actually really grateful I didn't grow up really with social media. Like I um, Facebook. I had MySpace, so I guess yeah, that was like the, most, the one that I was like really into, and I, like I was just nerdy. Like I loved like customizing my background and <laughs> having like a really cool song. Like when you landed on my page, and it was so interesting. when though, Facebook though, really. came, I know. And I remember when Facebook came out, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so boring! You can't even change the background. Everyone's just got <laughs> like a blue page." like how rubbish and it's it's crazy to me how quickly um
2: it took over.
0: not just not just like social um like how people are connecting socially but the way in which it kind of transformed the world of social media into businesses like it's just wild
1: yeah right because if you'd said that to someone what 10 15 years ago they would have like laughed at you because like the, the reach then was literally tom on myspace wasn't it he was the owner and everyone had to have him as a a friend (laughs) like it was so it was so innocent because I remember like when I was growing up as like teen or early 20s everyone would be like we had a thing called Bebo as well it was in I don't know if that was anywhere oh I had Bebo did you have Bebo as well
0: yeah and that was like
1: similar to myspace and it kind of like friends could post and you know it'd probably be just abuse from your friends or something like that but it was also like people would always judge you for like your song list that you had and Like it was so, it was so innocent when you think about it.
0: So innocent. I wonder if MySpace was monetized. Um, I feel like it wasn't. I feel like I don't remember seeing ads on there at all. Yeah, I wonder. It really was quite.
1: There'd be people with thousands of followers on there, but that's kind of like what Facebook did as well, wasn't it? It doesn't really do anything. doesn't really like add up to anything else when you've got hundreds of followers on MySpace.
0: Yeah, true. And were you ever into Tumblr? Did you ever get, go down I, that
1: road? I kind of missed the Tumblr kind of launch, I suppose, mm. when it was kind of, because that was, I, I still like, I remember in uni people talking about it a lot, but I kind of never really had anything open. And I think I was too late to kind of get on it. It changed a lot. Mm. People did super well off Tumblr and it was, it was such a...
0: It was quite emo, I will yeah, say. Yeah, it but it was such a nice place vibe. to be
1: able to kind of put together kind of like, you know, your favorite things. And there was nothing else like it, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say at the yeah, time
0: true. Was there at all there was no pressure to be like oh got to update my <laughs> got to update my um tumblr the only pressure <laughs> I did feel with my space was like updating your top five to like your favorite friends that week oh <laughs> like, that, that wasn't was in the good that was or, like a lot of crush sure that was a pressure that was a lot of pressure that caused a lot of drama I feel for a lot of people oh
1: my god so social media pressure has been around since social media kind of established itself right
0: it has, but now it's just worked its way into our work life as well. So now it's just um, like yeah, a
1: massive part of our like world in general.
0: I like know, I just- and it's like affects how you make money now, so it's everywhere. Oh, it's it's real like- pressure. You know, we've kind of spoken about the pressures of posting on time. One thing that I did want to chat with you about was how do you feel about posting trends? So um, the 2020 wrap ups that every I mean, I don't know what your feed was like, but my feed on New Year's Eve, like during the day, um, was just filled with people's, um, highlights of the year or mainly things that they'd accomplished or, um, yeah. you know, a big, like a huge, huge wrap up of, of their year. And, um, I, I'm really triggered around like other people's productivity because I, like, I am like an overachiever and I really, um, if I see other people achieving, I'm like, I feel really good for them, but I'm like, oh, like I should be doing more. Um, and seeing those 2020 wrap-ups, I, I kind of went into like a weird space of starting to kind of collate mine. And you know, there are lots of things last year that I'm incredibly proud of, and that were great, all things considered. But I started, I started building it together and. As I was doing it, I realized that I in my body I felt really stressed. Like I was, like, uh, I feel stressed, like I'm on a deadline. And I was like, I'm I don't even really use my Instagram for business, I wouldn't say. Like I basically have no followers. So it, it doesn't I was it kind of made the whole thing even more ridiculous. I was like, Daisy, there's no one waiting at their phone to see your 2020 wrap-up. Like you need to relax. But I guess it's the pressure of having this highly curated feed all the time and wanting to I guess it's the same thing as being at school right like you want to be involved like you want to be in like the cool the cool trends that everyone's doing
1: yeah well, I think I was kind of similar to you I think I see it as a lot of competition too in terms of like you know when people are putting up these big polished stories and how accomplished their lives are and how great everything is you're kind of like oh I should probably show some of my life and you're kind of like oh I didn't do that much this year. You know what I mean? I always kind of downplay everything I do anyway. Mm. But I like, I don't know, I find it really hard because then again, it's more pressure for me to go, oh my God, it's more content. Okay, what am I going to post? Or, you know, the, the only thing I really got involved with was like the Spotify thing. Do you know the way they, they give you like at the end of the year what you've been listening to? Which was like uh, yeah. super overwhelming too because everybody's like posting well you listen to this genre for this amount of time and I'm like, how did they listen to that much music in this month or you know?
0: I know, I didn't I didn't post Same. my Spotify thing either. Again, I got quite stressed out about it. <laughs> like,
1: oh. but, but the one thing that's good about that is that they actually curate like some kind of like graphics and content for you. So you can kind of like totally. share they it directly it to easy. your story. Well, that's great from their point of view as a business, right? Because then nobody has to kind of mess with their brand or anything. They can just It's, like, incredibly, smart. it's incredibly smart. Incredibly smart. But I, I think, like, just getting involved in it is just, again, the more pressure for me to to kind of get some more content together. And what a lot of creators mm. have been doing, like, probably for the past five years now is this thing is, like, top nine. And it's so it's, like, your top nine of, like, just, say, like, 2020. And you can get, like, certain apps so you can do it yourself. And you kind of, like, pop in your, your, your credentials or whatever, whatever your, like, username and your whatever it is to download it. I don't know how, mm. how to do it now. But they um they basically pick out your top nine pieces that uh, kind of were interacted with in terms of like likes and comments and whatever for the year. And then it gives you like a grid like image so you can like post it, which has always kind of been mm-hmm. good. It was always been a kind of a way for creators to kind of go, oh, this is kind of like I achieved some good pieces this year, and other people can kind of go, Yeah, I love that one, or you know, I love that one that you did. And, but now I feel like it's just turned into like a little bit of a gloating kind of thing to be like. I don't know. I achieved a lot this year. But then it was yeah. also a, a, a nice piece to be able to kind of have as well. Like, like, this comes, this actually fits strictly into what I'm talking about, not having content to be able to share all the time. So then, you know, pop in your top nine and then you get a, almost like a free piece of content to post, like reposting yeah, your stuff from the work, right? And people love it too. But I found this year it was just way too much. There were so many people doing it. I was like, I feel a bit like, o- overly niche kind of posting it too.
0: Yeah, it's funny, like it's it's funny how things start as like quite a nice um, community sharing um, trend. And it's nice to feel part of a community and um, share your work and especially with creators like celebrate other people's successes and um, share your own and be inspired by the work that you're seeing. But it's, it's funny how it kind of goes from that, um, that kind of way of looking at it to then it being something that turns into quite stressful when there's so many people doing it (laughs) so um yeah yeah, it's 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 very funny like uh, and I think when I first had Instagram anyway I would just share I would share like the most uncurated like weirdest like most terrible photos because everyone did like there was no there was no like oh, um, it doesn't suit the aesthetic of my grid. There was none of that. (laughs) It was just like, here's this photo, which is like a heavy Valencia filter um, (laughs) of my dog. Like, and here it is, and you're going to like it, and it's going to get one like, and I don't care. Like, that was very much the vibe, whereas now it's like, oh, you've got to have your 2020 wrap-up. You've got to have, you know um I think everyone kind of adopts a bit of an aesthetic whether it's for personal or professional um use on Instagram and a lot of people want to kind of stay within those <laughs> within those lines too so I think that again it's like another pressure it's like oh Isn't I've got it? content to share but like I'm not allowed to share the color blue today
1: <laughs> like, yeah that's crazy though like and I, but I just, you know what I subconsciously think about those things too like because I went I go through a blue phase where you're like share like everything's done in blue and I'm like oh my God, I'm like, everything is blue on my grid. So then I'm like, okay, you have to stop. You have to stop. This is too much. So i am like, okay, let's put some color in there. And you're like, oh my God, the color didn't perform well enough. Oh my God. And then I'm like, who? Like people love the like, blue. <laughs> yeah, go back to the blue. Go back to the blue. But then again, like, it's not, it shouldn't be. This is why, like, this is what this is called, isn't it? That it shouldn't be about what you're posting because you're po- purely posting that people respond to it well. It should be, it should be a response. And like, you know. You as who you are and what you're posting, not you for social media. Yeah, hundred percent. It's kind of sad, actually. Now that we've had this conversation, makes me kind of think like you're talking about your first post because, like, I used to just post photos or like these crap illustrations I used to do. But like, you know, they were off. They were like off the cuff and they were raw, and that's what I felt like posting. And you know, I didn't really. Care, I honestly think,
0: I'm, yeah, I think people will respond. Um, I think for me anyway when i see studios or artists um sharing those much rawer and more like cap- like in capturing the their process as well i feel like i engage with it quite a lot more because i don't see it as this unattainable or just this like beautiful thing i'm like wow like this is a real person that you know works to create this and it's really nice to kind of see the process and I know a lot of artists, um, I mean, actually, I don't really know a lot of artists that do this, but um, artists that share unfinished work, or I think it would be really cool to see, like, projects that artists have kind of started and then abandoned because they haven't thought they were good enough and not just to see the the shiny finished project all the time.
1: Yeah, I think, like, it gets a bit, like, boring aesthetically too, doesn't it, like, that it's become this well-oiled machine that everything has to be like so polished and so clean and so like even video editing even the tiktok trends you can see those videos of some of them some people wouldn't even edit them themselves to like get a company to do it do you know what i mean there's nothing raw um. about it anymore the content isn't raw it's so over it's because of the competitive nature of it as suppose. as everyone wants to kind of be the best and i don't know shine through that
0: for sure um and talking of you know sharing process i think um one thing that I did kind of want to round out our chat with, which I thought was really amazing. And um, I really loved like having a bit of a dive through your um, latest post and your latest one is actually something you made with your hands. So did that kind of come out of your um, need to get away from your screen and um, I guess try a different medium and see, um, see what came out of it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's like it's kind of ironic too, isn't it? After talking about this, that like I've I've been trying to get away from the pressures of all of this, you know, find almost like a meditative state and somewhere that I can go that make me relax. It's not consuming digital all the time, but then, in turn, creating a piece to post on social media of of my experience away. It's it's kind of funny, isn't it? But it's um.
0: I mean, it is, but at the same time, it's. <sighs> It, it's a balance, right? Like you obviously didn't film the entire um, no,
1: yeah, the I entire it was thing and
0: process. um yeah, and I think it's really cool to see you experiment with new things. And uh, I would 100% hang that on my wall and answer oh, to your you? caption. Yeah, I would. I, you I think you should make now. more of these. I know. Um, I, honestly, I think I think you should do really. many more of these. So. I
1: think it's a nice way for like you know to switch off. You can't be on and hunched over a computer all the time it's a nice way to kind of like you know develop yourself as an artist and kind of you know let out that creativity in in an aspect that's something that that's not just the piece that's you know something tactile it's not what i'm trying to say yeah yeah touch with your hands and something that you could hang on a wall or like i know you can do that with any digital piece but it has to be printed and has to go through a different process but yeah i think yeah it's, it's just a nice way to get away from everything especially almost like clearing your calendar sometimes and going nice to have a week to be able to do these things just to keep yourself a bit of peace of mind as well so I'm also uh, uh, preparing for, sorry I couldn't get that word out uh, in preparation <laughs> for a show in a in a gallery here in, in Melbourne so I'm I've got lots of time I'm back in the studio now so lots of time painting I've got two massive canvases I've just painted pink so let's see where they go from there oh so
0: cool is the start I'm of, so excited of, of, uh, to see that
1: yeah so it should be cool lots of aces and lots of limited palettes and all that stuff i'm vibing at the moment so it should be fun but oh, it's I'm the first so time i've done a proper kind of show that's got more than one piece in it so it should be fun
0: how do you feel about your um your the amount of posts you're gonna to have to do to promote
1: it? oh i know <laughs> you know i was thinking i was like i'm not even gonna do anything i'm just <laughs> going to like if somebody wants to go see who turns up yeah <laughs> and then i'll be like oh god i regret <laughs> this one like one person there yeah my mother, um, oh, she, said she can't even make it.
0: Oh, via Zoom, <laughs> by Zoom. Yeah. Um, well, I think seeing, you know, I think, you know, you say recording that process of making um, your art with your hands and not on the screen. I actually think seeing those videos kind of inspires me to get off my screen as well. So... Um, oh, that's nice to hear. It's, like, it's, it's, it's nice to see people making things. And I think it, there is something meditative about doing things with your hands. Um, yeah, and that, just, it's like, different
1: it's different, isn't it? It's something that's kind of nice. Like even if you, even if you're an accountant or you know what I mean, you did something completely different in terms of creativity. Even like that's why those workshops and stuff are so popular nowadays for people just to go and like have a glass of wine or a drink or uh, and paint. Do you know what I mean? Just something to put them into a different meditative headspace. You know? Yeah,
0: true. We um, I went to my first, my first and only. I think it's called Cork and Canvas um, with a friend of mine. It was at the Sydney Aquarium. Oh, and cool. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was cool. And it was, it's a, it's a really nice idea. And it was funny to see how many people were on a date there as well. Um, oh. it was quite, quite a cute first date idea. But um, we, we were like, she was probably the worst person I could have gone with. Cause we we're just like two naughty school kids and we we're together. And um, we, the thing that I found quite funny, was that they give you this, I don't know if you've ever, ever been to one, but they give you, um, a they have like the final painting that you are meant to copy and so then they talk you through the process of how to create this painting and um what I found quite funny about that was that we were in the aquarium and we had this whole tank of jellyfish behind us so we were seated with our backs to them and then we had to copy this like painting of a jellyfish that the guy had done which you, you know like for a lot of people I think they really appreciated having the guidance but we went quite rogue and um just ended up doing our own thing and we, we actually caught quite a lot of people there that were just um we caught a lot of people sneaking like Instagram stories of our art because it was so ridiculous like we just did something like completely like abstract and weird and it was nothing to do with it. everyone had really carefully followed the instructions and um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it's kinda
1: funny. It just shows your creativity levels, right? You can't oh, you can't, you can't so. listen to the rules, you have to go to do something else. I, I, know. Love, I love that. I know. That's what it's for though, isn't it? Like I don't know, I don't like I get that people want to create something, but like, you know, everyone interprets things differently and should should be encouraged to kind of just paint whatever you want and just relax.
0: I know, but some people find it quite stressful if they're not given guidelines, which I think is the purpose. I think the purpose is to make it like foolproof. So you're like, this is exactly what you do and you'll go away with a great great painting of a jellyfish. So, um, and so obviously after this chat, what we're going to do is we go away and we write a script and um, we'll record the meditation. Is there anything, any kind of either great advice you've been given about social media that's helped you look at it in a different way that we could include or is there anything that you kind of tell yourself um when you are getting into that stressed headspace of oh I haven't posted you know since Christmas I really need to post and um what what's kind of the things that you would need to hear in that moment
1: yeah I I suppose I've had to kind of like I had a few words with myself. That sounds kind of sad. Throughout time, because it's, I suppose when you went like like this week, I'm kind of like, I need to get a piece up. I need to, because like you almost see your followers going down. Whether that means anything? I don't know why. Whether you just kind of get a bit panicked that you're like, your reach is gone or, you know what I mean? You start, you want to kind of keep growing. I don't know why you want to keep growing. It's mm. kind of ingrained in us. But I have to kind of be like, it's just social media. Your audience is still going to be there. Like your true audience will always be there no matter what, because people, if people come to see your work and love your work, they're not gonna unfollow you and never look at your work again because you didn't post in two weeks. You know what I mean? They're always gonna be there and you're always gonna have a true audience who really take your work for what it is rather than for you being a social media guru and being able to keep up with the trends and being able to keep up with timings. You know what I mean? So I have to kind of keep keep telling myself that, that like, like keep creating good work. I'd rather create good work and post less than mm. creating more. Like, you know what I mean? Because I've got so many pieces that I'd like, oh, I'll, I'll just get this together and post it tonight. And then you'd be like, no, what are you? That's crap. Like, what is that? And you know what I mean? And I like You I have hate to look it, at it you on know? your
0: own feed.
1: Yeah. And then you delete it the next day because it didn't do well. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you, you don't want to be mm. that person. You don't want to be that person all the time. So I was like, just create stuff that you enjoy and you think that your audience will enjoy rather than, you know, just creating content for the sake of creating content
0: yeah so true well thank you so much for um taking the time to chat i think it's pleasure. been a great a great and very relatable conversation for a lot of people so um thank you so much pleasure all right we'll speak to you soon
1: Thanks so much daisy take care of yourself
0: bye thanks Bye. bye now that you've related to the issue at hand it's time for a very short and manageable meditation led by our resident hypnotherapist, Rachel Krether, It's really more of a pep talk to help you shape your thoughts. Please don't listen to these meditations whilst driving or doing anything else where you need to concentrate. The episode will end at the end of the meditation to give you some time to reflect. It would be so appreciated if you could please, please, please subscribe and share this podcast to help it reach more people and leave a review with any niche meditations you would like to hear in the next episodes. Enjoy.
2: We have good news for you. We grant you permission to scroll during this meditation. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever your advice is, do it. But keep the audio off and use this one instead. We're going to look your social media stress right in the face. Whether you're using social media for work or play, or in a lot of cases both, we understand the pressure to keep up. It seems we're constantly in two extremes, posting excessively and being part of it, or avoiding it completely and detoxing. You're in, you're out. This meditation is designed to help you find perspective and balance and make sense of what that follow account really means. Go to one of your favorites now, someone that inspires you, and have a scroll on their page. You see everyone creating, performing, traveling for work, being featured in magazines, celebrating their success and sharing online. You're inspired, but you feel the pressure to step up, showcase yourself, show off your own talents. You feel this sense of urgency. You see new trends emerging and you feel the need to hop on and stay relevant. Please ignore the pressure to do those finger pointing Instagram reels. We know you don't want to. Your photos, your art, your memories no longer feel just for you. They feel like an asset that you can post to get that hit of validating likes and comments. We've been conditioned to feel like this. It's understandable. Let's empower ourselves and take back what's ours and capture, create and curate just for ourselves again. Imagine looking back at your social feed when you're in your 80s, wild. Who knows if it'll even be a thing? But then try and imagine this, what actually stands out to you? Is it the follower count? Is it the engagement percentage? Or is it a body of memories? Are you proud of what's on there? Does it make you feel nostalgic for the photos you've taken, the drawings you drew, the songs that you used to love? This platform is a way to express ourselves, and the only way to find satisfaction in that is by posting what feels truly authentic to you. You don't want to look back at this time and feel disconnected from the image you were trying to portray. Algorithms and fluctuating follower counts, and make this space work for you. Now go to someone's page that you feel like you need to keep up with. Mute them. Not forever, just for a while. If you're feeling the FOMO that you're not posting enough, feel your relevance slipping away. Imagine your physical body standing strong, firm on the ground. Your priority is to focus on your real life, not your online persona, Think of yourself as being still. On pause from online. Taking time to go into yourself. To create for yourself. To be present. To attract the people you want to attract to your authentic work. Now pop your phone down and create something that is just for you. You can decide if you want to share it later or not.